Hello, welcome to the first episode of the Triathlon Insights podcast with me, Sam Twine, an age group triathlete. This will be the first of two episodes on the Ironman 70.3 World Championships, which is happening this weekend in Finland. This episode will be the women's start list rankings. So this is something I've previously I've been posting on my website. So I've done this for all the PTO races so far. And how it normally works is that I rank the start list from top to bottom. Um, and as the fields are pretty big at the 70.3 World Championships, I'm just going to be breaking down the top 10. So who's contending for the win, who's going to be challenging for the podium, and then I, who I see making the top 10 and potentially challenging for the top five. And I'll also mention some of the athletes that are on the bubble of the top 10. So starting with a quick overview of the field, it has to be one of the strongest fields of the year. I'm not sure if it's a strong name-wise compared to the European Open in Ibiza, but the athletes will definitely be in, in better form at this point in the season. Um, compared to that race, you're missing Lucy Charles Barkley, Chelsea Sodaro, Annie Haug and Ashley, Ashley Gentle. Um, you've obviously added Taylor Nibb, Laura Phillip and Kat Matthews, so maybe they're relatively even. Um, it includes 10 of the top 20 ranked athletes and has a soft score of 92.38. Okay, so let's dive into the rankings and starting with the contenders I see battling for the win. And I really see this as a, a two-horse race between Taylor Nibb and Daniela Reef. Um, I think part of the reason for that is you look at the winning margin Taylor Nibb had at the US Open and Daniela Reef has also been dominant so far this year. Um, this duo haven't raced since 2021 when Reef wasn't at her best, but they're two of the best cyclists that we've ever seen in the sport. And this could potentially be the most exciting matchup we'll see in 2023. Um, so number one, I've got Taylor Nibb. She's coming off her win at the US Open where she was dominant and then she's followed that up with fifth in Paris. In Milwaukee, she didn't quite have the win people necessarily expected. She still had the fastest bike split, but it was only by a small margin. Uh, before this race, she'd been out riding the field by four or five minutes in her last few races. Uh, but coming into T2, she only had around a 90 second gap. Um, but she followed this up with the third fastest run of the day holding off Ashley Gentle to take her win. And then she outran Paula Finley by close to three minutes, which is pretty impressive and shows a step up compared to last year. Uh, and she showed this again in Paris. So she came out of T2 in 24th and looked potentially in trouble. But she again, she had the third fastest run split to run through to fifth. And she was only five seconds back on Cassandra Bogram's run split, which she's one of the best runners in the world in triathlon. So to be within five seconds of her is, again, pretty incredible. Expect to see her at the front of the swim, probably with Lucy Buckingham. Um, her swim hasn't been maybe at the same level it was last year. She wasn't able to go with uh, Lauren Brandon in Milwaukee, and she lost 36 seconds to the front leaders in Paris. But she will still have a decent advantage over Daniela Reef and that chase pack. So maybe in the region of sort of 30 seconds up to a minute. Um, and that could put her in the position to stay away all day if she has that kind of gap and then she breaks away on the bike. Um, from what we can see, they may, Daniela Reef and Taylor Nib seem sort of evenly matched on the bike. So it could 
come down to how they approach the course and how aggressive they are early on. Um, I can see Taylor Nib winning in several different ways. I think she could eat, she could either do what she did last year, swim front pack, break away on the bike and just stay away the whole day. But I also think if Daniel Reef catches her, she can ride with her and come, they could come into T2 together and Nib will outrun her. And then if Reef does manage to get a gap, I can see Taylor Nib closing anything down within sort of the two minute range. Um, Nib's run and the improvement we've seen of it definitely gives her the edge and that's the reason why I'm picking her for the win. So at number two, got Daniela Reef. Um, she had a disappointing start to the year. She obviously had that DNF at the European Open, um, but she bounced back and she actually got the better of Ashley Gentle at Ironman 70.3 Switzerland, where she outrode Gentle by six minutes, but did lose around four minutes on the run. Um, and again, she's had that insane performance at Challenge Roth, where she just obliterated the field on the bike, but also had a PB performance on the run. Um, in both races, she showed that improved swim. So she, she swam with Ashley Gentle in Switzerland and then swam with Fenella Langridge in Challenge Roth. So expect to see her in that sort of first chase pack of athletes with India Lee, Holly Lawrence, Paula Finley. Um, again, I'm fascinated to see how she will match up with Nib on the bike. She could look to close the gap early if she's being aggressive. And if they end up working together, they could easily put three, four minutes into the field. Um, so like I mentioned, Daniela Reef was in good run form earlier this year, setting a PB over the marathon. And she's had two months to prepare for this race. And obviously, obviously she'll be in the, the Kona build phase as well, but she'll come into this race significantly fresher than Nib, who's already raced twice this month. And that could give her the edge she needs to beat Nib. Um, but I can only see one way in the way she wins. I think Nib has the edge on the run, so she'll need at least two minutes coming into T2 over Nib to stand a chance to take the win. So next we move on to the challenges. So these are the people I see battling it out to make the podium. So at number three, I've got Paula Finley. So she's another athlete that's had a very busy August. After podium at the US Open, she headed straight to Glasgow in Scotland for the UCI TT World Championships, where she came 25th. So this obviously shows how strong she is on the bike, but I think she's potentially a tier below Nib and Reef. She's never had the chance to actually try and ride with Nib because she always come out of the water behind her. But she probably will find herself in the same swim pack as Daniela Reef, so she could look to try and follow her when she attacks. Obviously, the draft zone is smaller in these Ironman races than it is in the PTO races, so that may give her a better chance of trying to go with her. She's been incredibly consistent in the big races this year, so fifth in Ibiza and then third in Milwaukee, and she came second at the 70.3 World Champs um, last year. So she's proven herself time and time again what she can do at these big races. Um, and compared to the other athletes battling it out for the podium, she'll come out of the water ahead of the likes of Laura Phillip and Emma Pallant-Brown. And she could probably outride them depending on the group they get in and then hold them off on the run. So at four, I've got Laura Phillip. So she's the only athlete on this list that hasn't raced on the PTO Tour this year. So we haven't seen her racing at this championship level over the middle distance at all. 
And interestingly, she hasn't actually raced 70.3 World Championships since 2017. So it'd be interesting to see how she goes. She's always performed well over the middle distance and she's coming off a win in Tallinn at the Ironman 70.3 European Champs where she edged out Imogen Simmons on the run. She had the fastest bike and run splits that day, so shows she's clearly in good form heading to Finland. She'll have a deficit out of the water, but she could find herself with a pretty good pack, so she might be able to swim with Kat Matthews, and then that would make a dangerous pair on the bike, and then we could see them running together as well, chasing down groups ahead. In fifth, I've got Emma Pallant-Brown, so she was third at the World Championships last year, and she'd been good form. She's been in good form so far this year. She did struggle slightly at the European Champs at the start of the month. Um, she came home in third, and she couldn't match Laura Phillip on the run. Um, and I think she struggled with the humidity because she fainted after the race. So hopefully she's been able to recover from that, and it hasn't had an impact or too much of an impact on her training for this race. Uh, looking at that race in Tallinn, <clears throat> she swam with Laura Phillip, um, but I think she struggled to go with her on the bike. But if she can limit the damage, then she could probably potentially run her down. Um, she's one of the best runners in the field. Her and Tamagia will be up there with the fastest split. So if anyone ahead of her has overbite, she'll be running through the field to capitalise on that. In sixth, I've got Kat Matthews. So she's coming off seventh at the US Open, where she had a solid bike and a really strong run. Um, she did lose around 90 seconds to that chase pack that features the likes of Holly Lawrence in the swim. Um, but she finished only 17 seconds back from her in fifth, so it was really close at the finish. Um, again, she lost time on the bike, which she might have been slightly disappointed to, and I don't know whether that's down to the pack dynamics. She was only riding with one other athlete, which is Marjolaine Pierre, and they worked well together, but I think having sort of lacking multiple athletes always puts you at a disadvantage. So like I mentioned with Laura Phillip, if they if that pair come out of the water together and are in a good group, I think they'll be able to make time back. Um, and she had a really impressive run performance. So she had the fifth fastest split, um, outrunning Paula Finley, Holly Lawrence, Ellie Salthouse, and I think moving up to the 70.3 distance from the 100k distance with a longer bike and a longer run, those are her strengths. So we'll see her move through the field even further and challenge for the podium. And now for the athletes I see rounding out the top 10 and many of these I could see challenging for the top five as well. And there's a huge amount of variability that can happen in these races. So in seventh, I've got Imogen Simmons. So she's coming off a very strong month of racing so far. So she took second behind Laura Phillip at the Ironman 17.3 European Champs. And just last weekend, she took fourth at the Asian Open. So in that race, she was aggressive on the bike. She had the second fastest split of the day. And she's another athlete that we'll see in that main chase pack with Finley and Danielle Reef. So if her and Finley can't match Reef on the bike, then we could see them working together to try and drop people like Ellie Salthouse and Holly Lawrence. Um, again, if they can work together, they can try and limit the damage to Nib and Reef, and then we could see them battling out further up the field. Um, she's probably weakest on the run, but you saw her at the Asian Open where she was able to run up into fourth and secure that great result. In eighth, I've got India Lee. 
So she's in the midst of a career year. She's seventh at the European Open in Ibiza and had that big win at the Challenge Championships. Um, that was back in May and she struggled <clears throat> at the US Open in Milwaukee. I think she potentially overbiked and then just fell apart on the run. So she'll be swimming and riding with many of the same athletes and especially if Reef is aggressive and athletes try and go with her, she'll have to be careful not to overbike again. Um, I think she can ride with Finley and Simmons and that trio would make a good group on the road to try and break away from the rest of the field. Um, but she'll just have to manage her effort because she'll need to have a good run to challenge for the top five. In ninth, I've got Tamara Jewett. Now, she was expected to repeat her top five performance that she had in Ibiza in Milwaukee, um, but she had a bit of a disappointing performance. She struggled in the swim and struggled on the bike and just left herself with too much work to do on the run. Um, she still had the second fastest split of the day, but only managed to finish in 10th. Uh, so she'll need an improved swim and an improved bike to find a good pack on the road. Um, she'll definitely benefit from the, the smaller draft zone in these races. And you know what you're going to get from her on the run. She's had the fastest run split in her last, last nine 70.3s. So the last time she didn't have the fastest run split was back at the 2021 70.3 World Championships when Lucy Charles Barkley was just on another level all day. And 10th, I've got Holly Lawrence. So she had a bit of a slow start to this season. Um, she struggled in some of her earlier races. I think she took 10th at the European Open. But she sort of returned to form at the US Open where she took 5th. Again, she'll swim in that main chase pack, but she could lose time on the bike to Finley, Lee and Simmons. Um, she had a solid run in Milwaukee, but still lost time to Paula Finley. And... Maybe this is too low considering she finished fifth in Milwaukee, but there are several athletes on this start list that didn't race there. And also people like India Lee and Tamara Jiu who had off days that I think could finish above her. So that makes up the top 10. There, It's worth mentioning a few athletes that I see sort of on the bubble that could make it into the top 10. So you've got Ellie Salthouse, she's coming off sick at the US Open, but also just had that DNF at the Asian Open where she was struggling with a bit of an illness. Lucy Buckingham, she'll be prominent in the race early and we'll see in, in the swim and we'll see how she gets on throughout the rest of the race. Anne Reichman really strong on the bike and had that eighth at the PTO US Open. And then Marjolaine Pierre, so she could come out of the water with Kat Matthews and Laura Phillip and she, if she can ride with them and have a good run, then she could easily make it into the top 10. Okay, so that is it. That was the top 10 start list rankings for the Women's Ironman 70.3 World Championships. Just to recap, in first, I've got Taylor Nib, second, Daniela Reef, then in third, Paula Finley, fourth, Laura Phillip, Emma Pallant Brown in fifth, Kat Matthews in sixth, then in seventh, Imogen Simmons. India Lee in 8th, Tamara Jewett 9th, and then Holly Lawrence in 10th. Thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, I'll be posting the men's start list rankings uh, probably tomorrow. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this and I'm looking forward to watching the racing this weekend. Mm -hmm.